Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. Thank you for your presence here. Alors, cet après-midi, je vais surtout parler de, de la paternité, de l'affiliation. This afternoon, I'm going to speak above all about fatherhood and that filial relationship. Je vais pas beaucoup parler de la maternité. I'm not going to speak a lot about motherhood. Alors, c'est pas parce que c'est pas important. And this is not because it is not important. C'est très beau, très très important. It is very beautiful and very important. Et moi personnellement, je dois beaucoup à ma maman. And for myself personally, I owe a lot to my mother. Je lui dois la vie il y a 70 ans. I owe her my life here at 70 years old. J'ai passé un moment un peu difficile de ma vie où j'étais loin du Seigneur. And then at some point in my life I went through a difficult moment when I was far away from the Lord. Elle a beaucoup prié pour moi. And she prayed a lot for me. Elle a beaucoup mis de cierges à la grotte de Lourdes. She went to light a lot of candles at the grotto in Lourdes. Je crois que ça m'a aidé à revenir vers Dieu. And I think this helped me to come back to God. Et donc je lui dois beaucoup. So I owe her a lot. Et en plus, c'était une très bonne cuisinière. And on top of it all, she was an excellent cook. <laughs> Mais euh, je parlerai quand même davantage de la question de la paternité. But I want to speak more about the question of fatherhood. Parce que je crois qu'elle est plus en crise aujourd'hui. Because I think this is something that is going through a time of crisis more today. Je dis pas que c'est facile d'être une maman. I'm not saying that it's easy to be a mother. But I think the role of motherhood, of mothers, is understood better and perhaps given more value. And I think we are all aware that there, there is a crisis in fatherhood today. Donc j en, j en dirai mots tout à and I will say more about this shortly. Mais je voudrais d'abord commencer par méditer sur la paternité de Dieu. Now, but I would like to begin by meditating first of all on God's own fatherhood, the paternity of God. La de toute chose. This is the source of everything. La dans on peut tout And it is the light within which we can understand everything. Oui, nous dans le temps du we have entered into the time of Lent. And something that I find very beautiful at the beginning of Lent is when we celebrate the liturgy of Ash Wednesday. And we read three readings. And the first word that we hear is come back to the Lord with all your heart. Et Saint Paul nous dit dans la deuxième lecture. And Saint Paul says to us in the second reading. Avec Dieu. Allow yourselves to be reconciled with God. And in the gospel reading, Jesus speaks about prayer and fasting and almsgiving. And he says that we should not do these things in order to appear well in other people's eyes. Mais que nous devons le faire dans le secret. But that we should do them in secret. Dans le regard de notre père. Under our father's gaze. Pour plaire à Dieu et non pas pour plaire aux hommes. In order to please God and not to please men. Et je crois que il y a quelque chose de très très beau là dedans. 
Vous connaissez les paroles que Jésus dit à propos de la prière en particulier. Il y a cette idée de, de secret. So this idea of secrecy. Et je crois qu'il y a quelque chose de très très profond là-dedans. And I think there is something very profound in this. Pour vivre dans le regard du Père. First of all, that we live under the Father's gaze. Et puis je dirais que peut-être que la grâce principale du, du carême. And I would say that perhaps the main grace that we have gained in the time of Lent. C'est d'entrer dans un secret. Is that we enter into a secret. Une intimité avec le Père. An intimacy with the Father. De redécouvrir le, le vrai visage du Père. And we rediscover the Father's true face. Et retourner à la maison du Père. We come back to the Father's home. Et là, il y a un secret qui nous attend. And there, there's a secret that is awaiting us. Il y a un secret que Dieu veut nous révéler. A secret that God wants to reveal to us. Un secret qui est caché aux sages et aux savants. A secret that is revealed to the wise and the learned. Mais qui est révélé aux tout petits. But that is revealed to little ones. Comme le dit l'évangile. As the gospels tell us. C'est le secret de l'amour de Dieu. And it is the secret of the love of God. Le secret du cœur de Dieu. The secret of the heart of God. Dieu nous ouvre son cœur. God opens his heart to us. À la fois pour nous accueillir. Firstly, to welcome us, et pour nous révéler quelque chose. But also to reveal to us something. Le secret de son amour. The secret of his love. Le secret de son infinie miséricorde. The secret of his infinite mercy. C'est une réalité vraiment extraordinaire. And this is a truly extraordinary reality. To be able to understand the depths of the mercy of God. And the secret that God also reveals to us is our own true identity. That child of God that is within me. That which is deepest in me, mon la plus belle, my most beautiful identity, que même parfois, moi, je ne pas. that even I myself sometimes do not know, Mais que Dieu me révèle, but God reveals it to me. Il me a pour moi. He reveals that unique love that he has for me. It is absolutely unique. It is a love that is absolutely personal. God does not love people in general. And sometimes we can think that way. God loves everybody. And God loves everybody and I am part of that everybody. So somewhere there must be a little bit of love for me. But it's not at all like that. God loves each one with a, a unique love. Comme il était seul au monde. As if that person was the only one in the world. There's a very beautiful passage in the book of Revelation. Where we can read these words. He who can hear, listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. To the one who proves victorious, I will give of the hidden manna and a white stone with a new name written on it, 
known only to the one who receives it. Mais donc à celui qui est fidèle, so to the one who is faithful, Dieu va, va donner une nourriture cachée, God is going to give a hidden food, son amour personnel, his personal love. Et puis il va donner aussi une pierre blanche, and he is also going to give a white stone, sur laquelle est écrit un nom nouveau, on which is written a new name, que personne ne connaît, that nobody knows, sinon celui qui le reçoit, except the one who receives it. Je crois que c'est une très très belle image. And I think this is a very beautiful image that expresses what I've just said. Que le du père sur nous and that is that the Father's gaze upon us dans notre enables us to enter into our deepest identity. Est mon nom what is my true name? Qui est -ce que je suis en Who am I in the deepest part of myself? Voilà ce que, ce que le père nous peu à peu. And this is what the Father reveals to us little by little. Je crois il y a un grand And I think in this there is a great mystery. Une grâce à demander, voyez. And it is, a, it is a grace that we need to ask for. La plus grâce vivre dans le And it's the greatest grace that we can experience in Lent. Déjà la <laughs> And that's already a resurrection. Unique que Dieu a pour moi. That unique love that God has for me. Aussi la dont je peux voyez. And also that unique way in which I can love him. Peut à Dieu. Each one of us can give to God. Peut au monde. Each one of us can give to the world chose something that is unique que, que ne à sa place. that no one else can give in my place. Et très beau, peu à peu, de ça. And it's very beautiful to perceive this little by little. It's something a little mysterious, mais, mais très réel, but it's very real. Et le cœur du And it's at the very heart of Christianity. Le cœur de notre vie. It's the heart of our life. So during this time of Lent, we are invited to come back to the Father's house. Un petit peu comme prodigue, a little like that prodigal son qui la liberté, who is looking for freedom, qui le bonheur, who is looking for happiness, qui est parti très loin, and who went far away avec sa part with his part of the inheritance. Donc, ça, pas très bien the, the story didn't end so well for him. And he ended up looking after the pigs, Ce qui est très pour un juif. <laughs> which is something that is very humiliating for a Jew. But this pushed him to go and seek his father's house again. Dans la dont le père accueilli, and the way that that father greeted him, je crois a fini par une chose. I think that he ended up understanding one thing, que tout ce qu désirait, and that is that all that he desired, tout ce cherchait, all that he was seeking, la vraie vie, the real, the true life, adventure, la liberté, freedom, le bonheur, happiness, tout ce qu très loin, all those things that he went so far away to find, dans la du père. in fact, they were there in his father's house. Alors, avait de faire ce détour. But perhaps he needed to do that whole journey. But in any case, it expresses something very beautiful to us. La, la vie, that Real life, la véritable aventure, the, true, the real adventure, la véritable liberté, and true freedom dans la du Père, are to live in the Father's house et de vivre de de Dieu. and to live of the love of God. In the last book of the Bible, dans le livre de Malachie, 
of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi. Il annonce donc la, la venue du Seigneur. There is a, a proclamation of the coming of the Lord. Et que le prophète Élie euh, viendra. And that the prophet Elijah will come back. Il y a une phrase très très belle qui est dite à propos du ministère d'Élie. And there is a very beautiful phrase that is written there concerning the ministry of Elijah. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the land with a curse. To bring the hearts of fathers back to their children. And turn the hearts of children to their fathers. This is also uh, written concerning John the Baptist. Mais en fait, ce que Jésus va réaliser, finalement. But it is in fact the work that Jesus will accomplish. Avec le Père. He will reconcile mankind with the Father. And I think this is also reflected in our human life. Je crois que très important pour oui. And I think it is very important for today. Que le cœur des pères retourne vers les enfants that the hearts of fathers should turn towards their children and that the hearts of children return to their fathers. And what is a little bit strange and curious in this text that we have written, read is that this has to happen in order to um, avoid the coming of a curse. C'est pas Dieu qui, qui veut punir, c'est pas ça. It's not that it's God who wants to punish. It's not that at all. Il y a une idée profonde et très actuelle. But I think there is an idea behind this that is very current today. Quand le cœur des pères n'est pas tourné vers leurs, les enfants. When the hearts of fathers are not turned towards their children. Dans la bonté, dans la tendresse. In goodness and in tenderness. Quand le cœur des enfants n'est pas tourné vers le père. When the hearts of children are not turned towards their fathers, in an availability and a trust, there is like a curse that weighs upon the world. There is a drama, there is a suffering. And this is the one that God wants to heal. And I think that this is what is happening today. There is like a crisis of fatherhood in our modern world. And this is what God wants to heal. And this is what the Holy Spirit wants to heal. So I will speak a little more of this a little later. But I want to say a few more words concerning this revelation of the love of the Father. And this is an absolutely fundamental element of biblical revelation. That progressive revelation that culminates in the person of Jesus. And it's the revelation of the Father's face. Not God as man would construct him or imagine him but God truly as he is that merciful father that Jesus reveals to us 
There are already some very beautiful things in the Old Testament. Mais de manière discrète au début, voyez. But at first it is in a very discreet way. Pas très explicite. Not very explicit. Mais pour une raison très simple. And this is for a very simple reason. C'est que dans les peuples qui étaient autour d'Israël. And that is that because in the, those peoples who lived around Israel, il y avait beaucoup d'idolâtrie. There was a lot of idolatry. Et puis il y avait parfois cette image d'un dieu père. And there was sometimes that image of a God who was a father God. But rather the image of a, a, a father who um, begets. And also the cult of the goddess mother. With a, a very a poor vision, a poor understanding. Comme la prostitution sacrée, des choses comme ça, vous voyez. And other cult uh, forms of cult, like sac the sacred prostitutes and etc. Donc il fallait absolument pas que quand on parle de Dieu Père. So when there was a question of God as Father. Fallait surtout pas qu'on fasse ce mélange avec les cultes païens. There, there was to be absolutely no um, confusion or mix up with these pagan cults. That is why there is a certain prudence in employing the word father with regard to God. Because there was this image only of a sexual form of paternity. But However, in the Old Testament, we do find some magnificent texts. For example, a very beautiful text from the prophet Hosea that you all know, where God reproaches Israel with its infidelity. But he uses words that are very tender. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt I called my son. But, he, but the more I called, the further they went away from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning incense to idols. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms, but they did not know that it was I, the one caring for them. I led them with cords of compassion, with leading strings of love, that with them I was like someone lifting an infant to his cheek, and that I bent down to feed him. This is an absolutely magnificent text. I led them with leading strings of love. And I carried them like a father carrying his infant at the to his cheek. This is how God speaks to Israel. To, to beg him to leave behind his idols. And to come back to his true father. So there are many texts in the Old Testament that speak of God's fatherly love. And what's interesting also is that sometimes in the way of speaking about that fatherly love, there are sometimes certain maternal accents employed. For example, in the book of 
Isaiah in chapter 66. Dieu qui dit à Israël. God says to Israel. Après la souffrance, après l'exil. After the time of suffering and of exile. Comme une mère console son enfant. Like just as a mother comforts her child. Et moi je vous consolerai. I will comfort you. Je vous prendrai dans, sur mon cœur. I will take you upon my breast. Et je vous consolerai. And I will comfort you. C'est le père qui parle comme une mère. It is here we see the father speaking like a mother. De temps en temps, c'est bien. <laughs> And from time to time, this is a good thing. Et vous savez que ce texte d'Isaïe. And you know that in this text of Isaiah, this is a text that absolutely moved Saint Therese of the child Jesus. And it helped her to understand the, the mercy of the Father. And another thing that is very interesting les psaumes, par exemple, parlent beaucoup de la miséricorde de Dieu. Is that in the Psalms they, they speak very much they speak often about the mercy of God. Le mot qui est utilisé pour parler de la miséricorde de Dieu. And a word that is used to speak about the mercy of God. La tendresse de Dieu. The tenderness of God. Bon, c'est le, le mot hébreu rahamim. Is the Hebrew word rahamim. Euh, <laughs> qui veut well dire done. le sein maternel which means the womb, the motherly womb. God does not love us with an intellectual, abstract love. He loves us with, you could say, his gut. And this is an extremely moving reality. There are moments when the image of God is presented differently in a more severe way because he still has to educate his child. And when he sees all the terrible mistakes that that child has made, from time to time God gets a bit cross. And this is absolutely normal. In order to grab a child who's just fallen over. Le fond du de Dieu, But at the very bottom of God's heart, there is really this merciful tenderness. So already in the biblical tradition, dans la juive encore, and still today in Jewish prayer, y a une belle pour Yom Kippur, par exemple, for example, there's a very beautiful prayer that is prayed at Yom Kippur, Avinu Malkenu, where we address ourselves to the Father notre père, as our Father, notre roi, our King. Mais, mais c'est pas mon père, oui. But it's still not yet my Father. Ça reste, uh, I would say it remains somewhat collective. Of course, all of this culminates in Jesus Christ through his words. For example, the, the parable of the prodigal son and who, through whose attitudes sa bonté pour les petits, pour les pauvres, pour les pécheurs through that attitude of, of goodness, of um, Compassion for the poor. Through these things, Jesus reveals to us the Father's true face. 
He is the true son Mais qui reçoit toute chose du Père. Who receives everything from the Father. Et dont la nourriture est de faire la volonté du Père. And whose food is to do the Father's will. Et toute sa vie est pour la gloire du Père. His whole life is for the Father's glory. Et donc à travers Jésus, on a vraiment la, la plus profonde révélation. So through Jesus, we really have the most, the deepest revelation. Et du visage du Père. Of the Father's face. Qui me voit voit le Père. Whoever sees me sees the Father. Qu'est-ce que ça signifie être fils? And also what it means to be a son. la relation avec Dieu. In the relationship with God. Puis peut-être qu'un des points les plus touchants dans la vie de, de Jésus. Perhaps one of the most touching points of the life of Jesus. C'est justement le moment de, de Gethsemane. Is that moment in Gethsemane. Dans, dans l'évangile de Saint Marc. In Saint Mark's Gospel. Où, où Jésus s'adresse à son père. Oui. Where Jesus speaks to his father. Il est dans la plus grande souffrance. Hein. He is in the greatest suffering. Dans l'angoisse. In anguish. And he speaks to his father, calling him Abba. If it is possible, let this chalice be taken from me, but not my will, but your will be done. So in that moment of great distress and of suffering, le mot que Jésus utilise pour parler à Dieu, the word that Jesus uses to speak to God is the word Abba, which is an Aramean word that little children use for their daddy. C'est tout le cœur d'enfant de Jésus qui s'exprime. So there's that whole childlike heart of Jesus that is being expressed. Qui crie vers le Père. Who cries out to the Father. À la fois dans la souffrance. In both a state of suffering. Mais en même temps dans l'acceptation de la volonté du Père. But also in acceptance of the Father's will. Et donc il y a ce lien très très profond de Jésus avec le Père. So there's, there's is this very profound bond between Jesus and his Father. Un ce lien d'amour, de fidélité. This bond of love and of faithfulness, of trust, and also of obedience. And Jesus draws us into that relationship with the Father. You all know also this episode in the Gospels, where the disciples went to find Jesus. And they said to him, teach us to pray. Why? Parce que les disciples s'apercevaient très souvent Because the disciples were able to, to perceive often que Jésus prenait du temps de solitude. That Jesus often took times of solitude. Et la nuit ou bien très tôt le matin. At night or very early in the morning. Et Jésus priait le Père. Jesus went to pray to his Father. Dans, dans la solitude, dans le silence. In solitude and in silence. Dieu priait le Père. Jésus priait le Père. Jesus was praying to the Father. Il priait longuement. And he prayed at length. Que les ont perçu? And what the disciples noticed, they didn't know what Jesus was thinking or saying. Je crois ils ont une chose, voyez. But I think they understood something. Que dans ces de prière, And that is that in those moments of prayer, des pour Jésus. they were moments that were essential for Jesus. Because it was there that he was the child, and that he received everything from his father, his identity, his mission, the grace to be able to touch hearts, the power to work miracles, 
Everything that Jesus was able to give to the crowds il, il du père dans la was received in prayer from the Father. Le fils qui tout, oui. He was the son who, who received everything, qui pas par who doesn't, did not exist by himself, tout ce que je suis, but all that I am, tout ce que all that I accomplish, la grâce qui sur moi, the grace that rests upon me, je le I receive from the Father in this filial relationship. Pour ça que la est très, très this is why prayer is so important. Et donc Jésus nous fait dans sa And Jesus draws us into his prayer. He draws us into his relationship with the Father. Dans, dans the great theologian Saint Irenaeus of the first centuries used a very beautiful image. He said that the Father and the, the Son and the Holy Spirit are like the Father's hands. They are the hands by which the Father wants to bring us back to himself. He sent his Son and he also sends the Holy Spirit in order to bring us back to him. Dans son cœur, dans, dans sa maison. To bring us to his heart and to his house. Et vous connaissez aussi les paroles très belles de, donc par rapport à l'Esprit Saint dans la lettre aux Romains. You also know those very beautiful words in the letter to the Romans concerning the Holy Spirit. Le, le travail de l'Esprit Saint dans notre vie. The Holy Spirit's work in our life. C'est de nous donner ce cœur de fils. Is to give us this heart, this childlike heart. Cette confiance, cette ouverture. This trust and this openness. Face à la personne du Père before the person of the Father. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For what you received was not the spirit of slavery to bring you back to fear. You received the spirit of adoption, enabling us to cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself joins with our spirit to bear witness that we are children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Très, très beau, hein, ce que, ce que dit Paul est très What St. Paul says here is very beautiful and very profound. The Holy Spirit brings us into that freedom of the children of God. The, the Holy Spirit gives witness to our spirit that we are children of God. And this is the most beautiful work of the Holy Spirit that he places in our hearts and he deepens always in our hearts that certainty that we are a child of God, heirs of God, and that all that belongs to God is also for us. And this is what the father says in the parable of the prodigal son. He says it to the eldest son. Everything that is mine is yours. I am your father. You are my child. And everything that I have is for you. And then a verse a little bit further. And as well as this, the Spirit too comes to help us in our weakness 
For when we do not know how to pray properly, then the Spirit personally makes our petitions for us in groans that cannot be put into words. Très beau, hein, ce texte. This is a very beautiful text. Mais nous pas prier comme il faut. We don't know how to pray as we ought. Mais vient de notre But the Holy Spirit comes to help us in our weakness. Et nous donne de prier Dieu. He enables us to pray and to love God over and above words and with very deep sentiments of receptivity and of trust, of love for the Father and of a, a filial faithfulness towards the Father. This is why it is so important to pray to the Holy Spirit. It's not a luxury. C'est lui qui change notre cœur. It is he who changes our heart. Il nous donne un cœur d'enfant. C'est ce que Jésus a promis. And this is what Jesus promised. C'est ce qu'il demande aussi. It's also what he asks of us. Si vous ne vous convertissez pas. He said, if you are not converted. Carême, c'est un temps de conversion. And Lent is the time of conversion. Si vous ne vous convertissez pas pour redevenir comme des petits enfants. If you are not converted and become like little children again. Vous n'entrerez pas dans le royaume des cieux. You will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Face à Dieu, so to find again when before God a childlike heart totally open with a total simplicity a total trust. Dieu, And when we are at home with God we are at home ourselves. We are at home with a great respect, adoration, a great adoration, liberté, but also a great freedom amour, and an immense love. We are in our Father's house. Soi, that place where a person, where man is truly at home Dieu. is in God. That is our home. And even if I should lose my material house, and I'm going home in two weeks' time, perhaps it is completely collapsed. <laughs> But the house the, the, of God's home can never be taken away from us. It is there that we are happy. Est là est libre. It is there that we are free. Est là peut se It is there that we can rest. Est là peut tous nos It is there that we can lay down all our worries. Est là peut être voyez. It is there that we can truly be ourselves. According to our most beautiful and deepest identity. Dans, dans de Dieu. In God's house. Dans, dans du Père. In the house of the Father. Jésus est la porte. And Jesus is the door. Saint, celui qui nous fait And the Holy Spirit is the one who ushers us in. Je sais pas si de la bonne I don't know if this is really good theology. <laughs> someone could tell us. C'est la chose la plus belle du christianisme. But this is the most beautiful thing about Christianity. Alors comme on est des gens compliqués. But because we are complicated creatures and we are also very wounded, we are afraid to trust God. We have 
all sorts of dreadful images. Quand on parle de la volonté de Dieu, when we, when we speak about the will of God, on voit un truc épouvantable, we see all these dreadful things. Mais qu'il va nous écraser complètement. Then that he wants to completely crush us. Oui, nous avons besoin de guérison. And we have need of healing. De notre psychologie. The healing of our wounded psychology. De notre cœur. And of our heart. Retrouver cette ouverture. In order to find again that openness, cette that simplicity, confiance, that trust, total, that complete surrender, devant la de Dieu. and that wonder before God's house. Et ça qui nous rend libre, voyez. And it is this that makes us free. Dans la du Père, and in the Father's house, in the heart of God, we will find there everything that we need, all our riches, all our happiness, our freedom, our security, all of these things we will find in God. It takes time to discover these things. And we are all human beings. We have our, our resistance and we are sometimes slow. But we have to go in that direction. And we have to ask. And this was one of those strong words we heard at the beginning of Lent also. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. We have to knock at that door of God's heart. And it will open. In any case, it's already open. But it's we who are blind. We see problems where there are none. We see difficulties where there are none. We see our limitations and our fragility. But this is of no importance. God wants to take us into his arms and that is all. And it is precisely in welcoming this love of God that we are going to be converted and that we are truly going to change and we will become capable of loving in a way that is pure and true. This is all just to say that this is the very heart of Christianity. And let's really ask for that grace, not only for ourselves, but also for the world. Our world is lost in a certain sense. But it has gone away, drifted away, because it does not know the love of God. It does not understand the Father's love. And the most urgent thing today is hearts that understand the love of God and that receive it fully, that are completely surrendered to God in order to follow and love Him. And in this way, we can draw other people in little by little too. Voilà, donc, euh, des enfants, so to become children again mais dans une totale confiance, in a total trust temps, euh, ne pas vivre 
but at the same time to not live for ourselves only, but also to live for the Father, for the glory of the Father, that the Father be known and loved. This should be our main ambition. It's not in contradiction with anything else. I can be working in a business. I can be a lawyer and do my work well. But at the same time, have this desire that through everything that I'm able to experience that is good and positive, that the Father's face should be revealed through it. And this is what we pray at the beginning of the Our Father. May your kingdom come. There's no, more, there's no prayer more beautiful than this. When the kingdom of God will be here, all of our problems will be resolved. May your kingdom come. D'abord, que ton nom soit sanctifié. But first of all, we, we pray, may your name be holy, hallowed be thy name. So what does this mean? It means, may you be known as Father. It's that when people think of God, may they not think of stupid things, the liberty, the, the, the enemy of human freedom, the enemy of human happiness, but that they should have a true knowledge of God. That God should be known as a merciful Father. And may The, the, his kingdom of love come. This is the main aim of our prayer and of our life. Time is passing less quickly than I expected it to. Bon, mais c'est bien. Alors, donc, je voudrais maintenant vous faire quelques réflexions. I would now like to reflect a little about paternity, fatherhood on a human level. These are some thoughts that I had prepared for some priests. How to become a father. In the priesthood there is a very beautiful grace of paternity. It is very beautiful and very deep. But one that is not easy to live out. It requires many renunciations. But that is something that is very beautiful. In human fatherhood, there can be different forms. The, the, the father of a family. It can also be a spiritual fatherhood. Or sometimes certain forms of responsibility. In which there can be a grace of fatherhood, of paternity. And something that is very beautiful is that it is a participation in God's own paternity and in his merciful love. 
And so we receive that grace. Si nous vivons de manière juste cette paternité, if we live that paternity in a right way, et puis en lien avec le Seigneur dans la prière, and linked with God in prayer, nous recevons cette grâce ou cette joie, we receive that grace and that joy, d'aimer avec le cœur même de Dieu, of being, able, of being able to love with the Father's own heart in a certain way. Il y a un amour plus grand que nous. There is a love that is greater than us. Qui peut passer à travers nous. And that can pass through us. À travers notre cœur, à travers nos mains, voyez. Through our heart and through our hands. Et, et c'est une très 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 belle chose, voyez. And this is something that is very beautiful. Oui, parce que quand on est père, because when we are a father, il y a comme une complicité avec Dieu. There is like a complicity with God. On sait ce que c'est que de souffrir pour un enfant, oui. We know what it is to suffer for a child. We know what it is to love a child. And how beautiful it is. But also how much it can cost, it can cost us sometimes. But we have cost God a lot. But he was happy to pay the price through the gift of his son. So it is a participation in God's love. Alors, je en même temps que être père, I would say at the same time to be a father, père de famille ou prêtre, a, the father of a family or a priest, c'est aussi une grosse responsabilité. it is also a big responsibility. Parce que nous voulions ou non, Because whether we want it or not, manière, in a certain way, chose de Dieu. we represent something of God. So if we live out that paternity in a way that is false, this will not help other people to encounter the, fa- the true face of the Father. So it is a great responsibility. And something that really strikes me in today's world is that there is a great need of paternity. Whether it be in little children, whether it be businessmen of 60, or a grandmother of 85, everybody has need of paternity. And to meet true fathers. I think of someone like John Paul II, for example. He is one of the most beautiful images of paternity that we could give. So there is really a deep need. But at the same time, there is really a lack today. In our modern world, where we wanted to kill God, we wanted to kill the Father, and all because we wanted to find freedom. But it's true that in our culture today, all forms of paternity, also all forms of authority, are very easily refused. And we can understand that there are certain reasons for this. There have at times been abuses, forms of authoritarianism. So we can understand why there should be this phenomenon. 
Alors qu'il faille accéder à une vérité dans, dans ces questions, c'est très important. But, although there is a, a, a truth in this question, and that is important. Et en même temps, on, nous avons besoin de ce mystère de la paternité. At the same time, we have need of this mystery of fatherhood. Par exemple, pour ce qui est de la relation à Dieu. For example, with regard to our relationship with God. And this was one of the slogans of atheism. For man to be free, we had to get rid of God. God is dead. So man can do what he wants. He's free. This is very good. But there is a little problem. Because if there is no longer God, There is no one left there to forgive you. There is no one there to show you mercy. There is no one there to heal your heart. And if you were a prodigal son, and that you went far away, that you led your life, and then you started to feel that things were turning a little bitter. And you started to, to smell the, uh, the, the odor of the pigs approaching. <laughs> If there is not God, there is no one to welcome you back home. When you are poor, when you are fragile, when you are wretched, when you have failed, There is no one there to welcome you. Il a plus de pour there is no home left for you to welcome you dire, and to say to you, bon, que tu as fait des erreurs, perhaps you have made mistakes, tu es mon enfant, but you are my child et je and I love you. Je suis là pour and I am there to welcome you. Je suis là pour ton I am here to heal your heart. And I think this is one of the dramas for man today. That to get rid of God, then there is nothing, no one left there to show mercy. So I am obliged to succeed in my life. We're under this pressure. Every failure becomes a catastrophe. Because there is no mercy anymore to welcome you in your fragility, to forgive you. And I think that this means that our, life, our lives can become very heavy. And I think there is also a cultural problem today that is very important. And that is that man is extremely free. Today we can do whatever we want. It's not a bad thing to be free. The only problem is there is no longer a father. There is no longer truth to guide you in your choices, to guide your freedom. We're there faced with a, a huge freedom and absolutely no reference points to help us to make good decisions. There is this like a um, inebriation and freedom which can end up becoming a source of anguish because we no longer know what to do with our freedom, how to direct our freedom in choices that are good for me and good for others. We have need of the Father. 
We have need of his tenderness. Nous avons besoin de sa miséricorde. We have need of his mercy. Nous avons besoin aussi de sa parole. We also have need of his word. Nous avons besoin de son autorité. We have need of his authority. Nous avons besoin d'une vérité. We have need of a truth that enlightens us in our life and in our decisions. I think this is the role of the Father. So, in just a few words, what is it to encounter a Father? It's true for God. Face à quelqu'un qui véritablement est un père. But it's also true when we're before someone who is truly a father. Qu'est-ce que le père communique à l'autre? What does a father communicate to another? Je crois qu'il communique des choses très précieuses. I think he communicates things that are very precious. Le sentiment d'être accueilli tel que je suis. The, the feeling of being welcomed just as I am. Un amour qui est inconditionnel. A love that is unconditional. Un amour qu'on ne peut pas perdre. A love that we cannot lose. Mais en même temps, qu'est-ce que donne le Père? But at the same time, what does the Father give? He also gives a word which helps you to move forward à, à à, à de Dieu. and to respond to God's calling. Dans la vie. To move forward with courage in life. To not remain closed in on a world that is too narrow. But to have the courage to move forward in life, to make decisions, and to enter into a true freedom. The great gift of paternity is that it enables the person to, to find his true identity and to discover the grace that rests upon him and to be able to give a, a response that is truly free. What a father communicates to another is a certain interior security, a certain inner freedom which comes from two things, the certainty of being loved Whatever happens, I will always be loved. I will always be welcomed. There is like this profound security that is given to us. That the mercy of God will always be infinitely greater than our mistakes and our failings. So there is the certitude of being loved. But there's also the certitude of being able to love. The Father gives us the grace to move forward with courage in the giving of ourselves. To not simply remain in a little cocoon that it's all warm and snug. But it's a word that sends us out, that makes us move forward and helps us to find that way that is good for us. So, fatherhood is a great gift for people. But at the same time, it's also true that that position of the father and the relationship between a father and a child is something that is not always easy to live out. 
Because there can be at times problems on the father's side. Il peut y avoir des problèmes du côté des enfants aussi. There, there can also be problems on the side of the children. Du côté du père. From the father's side. Quels sont les, les problèmes qu'on peut trouver? What are the problems that we can find? Il y a parfois le père qui est indifférent. There is sometimes a father who may be indifferent. Qui n'est pas présent. Who is not present. Qui est absent. Who is absent. On voit jamais. Bon. That we never see. Donc il donne pas à ses enfants ce qu'il doit, qu doit lui donner. And so he doesn't give to his children what he should give. Alors parfois il y a le problème inverse. But sometimes there is the opposite problem. C'est la dureté. There is a harshness. C'est un excès d'exigence ou d'autorité. There is an excess of demanding or authority. Il peut arriver parfois. That can sometimes happen. Ce père qui est trop exigeant envers ses enfants. A father who is too, demand, too demanding of his children. Face à qui on a le sentiment qu'on n'en fait jamais assez. And the child can have the impression that they're never good enough. Qu'on n'arrive jamais à atteindre le niveau. That they can never get to the, the, the level. Pourquoi enfin le père soit satisfait? That will satisfy the father at last. Ça arrive parfois. This can be something that happens. C'est ce qui est excès d'autorité. The excess of authority. Les recherches de pouvoir. Or a, self, a, a power seeking. Maintenir l'autre dans une dépendance. To maintain the other person in a sort of dependency. Le père y rend ses enfants libres. The father makes his children free. He doesn't hold them in a form of dependency. There are other forms of a deformation of, uh, of fatherhood. When the father is not disinterested. When my love is not at the service of the other person. But I'm seeking my own personal interest. And I make use of the other to satisfy my own needs, which unfortunately can happen. This can happen in the lives of certain people where we, they use another person rather than being at their service to satisfy certain needs, my sexuality, my need for glory, etc. What, what can also happen is that a child projects himself in his child. And I want that child to succeed in my own dreams for myself. Rather than respecting his vocation, we impose a particular direction on them. These are things that happen on a human level. But on the side of the child, there can also be problems. For example, an excessive neediness where the child does not acquire their own autonomy little by little. Or inversely, there could be a sort of rebellion to not accept the grace of the father and to not Uh, recognize his legitimate authority. Everything that is closing up and, and refusal can also come about on the side of the child. 
Perhaps not when he was, he was very small. Ça peut arriver à certains moments après. But it can come about at a certain time. Et puis aussi, ce qui fait que la, la position de père n'est pas toujours facile. And what makes the position of the father, the position of the father is not always easy as well. Quand on est prêtre, par exemple. For example, when one is a priest. Quand on exerce une certaine autorité dans l'église. Or when one exercises a certain authority in the church. Il y a des choses qui arrivent parfois. There are things that happen sometimes. And that is that perhaps there are people who want to kind of get even with you. Because of problems that they haven't sorted out in their own families. There is a kind of transferal. Or perhaps people become too attached to you. And sometimes they can exhaust you. Et puis qui passe brutalement de l'attachement à la colère. And then they go brutally from being overattached to being extremely angry with you. Parce qu'au début on vous idéalise. Au début on vous idéalise. So at the, in the beginning they idolized you. Une fois qu'on a vu vos limites. And then once they see your limits. On est très fâché contre vous. They're angry with you. <laughs> bon. Donc tout ça pour dire que au plan humain et psychologique c'est pas toujours facile. So on a human and psychological level, we can see that it's not always easy. Alors, donc, qu'est-ce que c'est la, la, la caractéristique de la paternité? So what, is, what are the characteristics of paternity? Selon l'Évangile. According to the Gospel. Bon, J'en ai déjà un petit peu parlé. I've already spoken some a little about it. Mais je, je voudrais dire encore quelques mots. But I would just like to say a few more words. Mais être père, qu'est-ce que ça signifie? What does it mean to be a father? It is to give witness to that unconditional love of God. Whatever mistakes a person may make, whatever their wounds, they know that they are welcomed. A father has a hopeful gaze upon his child. He believes in him. Even if that child no longer believes much in himself, the father continues to believe in that child. And he communicates that confidence to him and that his hope for the future. And I think also what is proper to the father on the, on the gospel level is that he exercises a, a particular form of tenderness for the littlest ones, for the poorest ones, for the most fragile. The, the father has a particular love for these. He has an unlimited patience founded upon hope. He does not despise. He does not reject. He is not a hard man, but he has a gentle heart. But on the other side, and this is very important in the father also, it is not simply that there is this tenderness, but there is also a certain strength, a certain exigency, not for oneself, but for the good of the other. And to communicate his word to him, to transmit that truth that is going to make him free, that is going to give him direction, 
that is going to allow him to be himself. And to truly be able to respond to, the, to God's calling upon him. Alors, I think it's a very beautiful grace to be a father. Mais en même temps pas facile. But at the same time, it is not easy. Pour ça que le à Dieu est important, that is why that relationship with God is important. Être père les autres, I cannot be a true father to others que si je suis fils face à Dieu. unless I am truly a son before God. Je crois aussi ce qui est très dans la And something that is also very demanding in this fatherhood is that it requires of me to be really stripped non, non pas vivre pour moi, that I don't live for myself mais vivre pour but I live for the other faire to enable the other to exist. Dire pas In other words, we don't think of the other person. Mais on, on tel est. We welcome them as they are de sa propre personnalité. And we are at the service of their own personality. But giving to them the word that is necessary. And I think that without a certain poverty of heart, a detachment, a, a, a form of disinterest, these are essential for the exercising of true paternity. Et je crois que c'est vraiment une grâce à demander au Seigneur. And I think this is a grace that needs to be asked of the Lord. Si je suis père, de, de l'exercer de manière juste. If I am a father, that I exercise this in a way that is right. Demander aussi à Dieu qui donne à notre monde aujourd'hui. And let's ask of God too that He give to our world, this world of today. Les, les pères dont il a besoin. The fathers that it has need of. That they truly be icons of the love of God. In both his strength. And at the same time in his extraordinary tenderness. I think this is a grace that we can ask the Lord for. For ourselves and for our world. I think I will stop there Je veux pas être trop long avec vous. because I don't want to be too long. I could say a few more things but it's good that we stop there. But we could take a, a little time for questions if there are any. Thank you, Father. We prefer to writing. Um, we have 30 slips of paper. If you would like to ask a question, um, we'll ask you to raise your hand and an usher can bring you a slip of paper. At the end of each pew, there should be a pencil. Some of you may have something even better with which to write. Do you have a question that you would like to put in writing? And then an usher will bring it up to me. Please um, indicate by raising your hand and you'll be provided with a slip of paper. Maybe you have slips of paper already. While you're doing that, can I ask the first question? Yes. Father, when you meditate, and this is a personal question, if, if you want to answer a different question, that's fine. But when you meditate on, on Jesus, praying to God the Father, when, when you think of Jesus loving his Father, what comes to mind? I think 
D'abord, il y, y a une confiance absolue. Jésus est totalement ouvert à l'amour de son Père. Jésus est totalement ouvert à l'amour de son Père. absolute trust. Et, mais en même temps aussi, dans, dans, dans un amour immense, But at the same time with an immense love, que tout ce que Jésus reçoit du Père, that everything that Jesus receives from the Father, père, and he receives everything from the Father, il, il le but at the same time he, he hands it all back to him Alors entirely, en, en amour, in love, adoration, in adoration, mange, in praise, and also in living for the Father and for the Father's glory in a docility and, and obedience that comes forth from love. So I think there is this double movement of receptivity, of welcoming and of giving. We should thank Sister too. She didn't even have a chance to drink a sip of water. <laughs> If you've written your question, you can hold it up and the usher will bring it down. How to erase the negative image we have of an earthly father. C'est vrai qu'on peut avoir parfois une expérience douloureuse, négative. It's true that sometimes we may have a, a very painful experience that is negative. Enfin, moi, je crois que ce qui peut nous guérir peu à peu. But I think that what can heal us little by little. C'est justement cette rencontre avec la, la paternité de Dieu. Is precisely this encounter with God's fatherhood. Ce que notre père n'a pas été capable de nous donner. And that what our father was not able to give us. Peu à peu, nous pouvons le trouver. Little by little, we are able to find in the love of God that tenderness, that security that God communicates to us progressively. Sometimes this may take a long time. And I think, but I think this is also the work of the Holy Spirit to heal little by little those wounds of our childhood and to re-establish trust in us. But I think that when this, this work is, is taking place also, but, and perhaps we will never totally heal, but the relationship with God makes us more free. And it allows us perhaps to judge less on finit par s'apercevoir comme si même si notre père a été imparfait, défaillant. Because we begin to perceive that even if our own father was, uh, um, was, was imperfect and had failings, il y a quand même souvent des choses qu'on lui doit. There are still things that we owe him. Des choses qu'on a reçues de lui. There are things that we have received from him. Enfin, je crois que le, la chose la, la plus importante donc à cet égard d'approfondir notre relation avec Dieu comme Père c'est ça qui nous guérit progressivement. 
It is this that will heal us progressively. What do you think is worse, an abusive father or one not in the picture? Which is harder to heal from? This is difficult to say. But I think that, in fact, that an abusive father is something that is extremely painful. But it's true also that somebody who has been totally absent, this can also be the cause of a very deep wound. There were expectations in us that were never satisfied, or things that were never given to us. So I don't know which of these is the worst, the most painful. It's very difficult to measure these things. But I think that's what is important is that each one of us be able to undertake our own personal journey. A journey of a, a deeper encounter with the Lord. And also, little by little, to take on a... a a way of forgiveness. But sometimes this is extremely difficult. And it can take a lot of time. But at the same time, it is necessary. Because if I do not forgive those parents I had that were deficient in some way, then I will never completely heal myself. The only way to go right to the end of my healing is to forgive as well. This is something that may take time. And it is also a grace that we can ask for. And very often we really need God's grace for this. But it is necessary. Where to start with atheists who do not want to hear about the secret, the love of God? I don't think there is one general recipe. I think, first of all, we simply need to be ourselves. And that we ourselves live out our Christian life, our love for the Father, our trust in God, and that we show through our way of living that our faith is not something that crushes us, but that it, on the contrary it gives us a strength, that it makes us free. So there can be a testimony. But sometimes it all depends on the, the, the type of person that we are faced with. Sometimes we can give witness to certain things. And we can help the other person to be more open. We could suggest that they read certain passages from the scriptures. But we are not always before somebody who is open. We are sometimes faced with people who are closed. 
Jesus didn't manage to convince everybody. Donc faut accepter nos limites parfois. So sometimes we too have to accept our own limitations. Avoir un grand désir de communiquer l'amour de Dieu. To have a great desire to communicate the love of God. De manière humble mais fidèle et forte. In a way that is humble but also faithful and strong. Demander cette grâce au Seigneur. And to ask for that grace from the Lord. Il faut pas nous décourager quand on n'arrive pas à faire passer un témoignage. But we should also not be discouraged in those times when we are not able to give a testimony. Là, il faut, il y a la prière qui nous reste. What remains to us then is prayer. Je crois que quand on confie vraiment des personnes à Dieu dans la prière. And I think that when we truly entrust people to God in prayer. Un jour Dieu fera quelque chose. One day God will do something. Je ne sais pas quand. I don't know when. Je ne sais pas comment. And I don't know how. But the gospels say to us, everything that you ask for will be given to you. So when we are not able to speak, when we are not able to, to give testimony, there remains prayer. You mentioned a crisis of fatherhood in our society. How should we support the fathers of today? Ben, je crois qu'il faut peut-être d'abord prier pour eux. I think that first of all, we could perhaps pray for them. Et puis quand une personne porte une certaine paternité, because when somebody carries a certain father paternity, c'est sa vocation, oui. And that it's their vocation on either a human level or a spiritual one, then we should recognize and encourage that paternity. And here I think the role of womanhood is important. The woman is important. In marriage, there is something very beautiful. Man enables woman to be mother. If there is no husband, I cannot be, we cannot be a mother. <laughs> Having said that today, um... <laughs> well, there's that pretension of being able to be a mother without a father, without a man. This is something dramatic. Because a woman can allow her maternity to blossom only through a man. This is a precious help for her. First of all, in a simple, simply in a biological sense, but also for, 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 so that a woman can be fully a mother, she needs the support of her husband. She needs her, her husband's gaze upon her. A husband that supports her and gives her security. And this is a very great grace. To be a mother under a man's gaze. Mary needed Saint Joseph. She was holier than he was. But she needed Joseph in order to be fully mother. And it's also beautiful in the other direction. A man cannot be a father without a woman. But with the problems we have today, we can. But normally speaking, 
C'est très très beau aussi, vous voyez. And this is very beautiful too. Parce que l'homme pourrait être pleinement homme. Because a man can be fully a man. Pleinement père. Fully a father. Pour ses enfants. For his children. La femme peut beaucoup l'aider, vous voyez. And in this, uh, the, uh, his wife can truly help him. Quand elle le respecte dans sa paternité. And when she respects him in his paternity. Quand elle le soutient, quand elle l'aime. When she supports him and when she loves him. La femme peut beaucoup aider un homme. A, man, a woman can truly help a man to have confidence in himself as a father and to take on that role. And what sometimes happens, and I have seen this in some couples, for example, that the, the husband had, had some difficulty in truly taking on that role of fatherhood. And sometimes it's because of his own fault. But sometimes it's because his wife doesn't help him enough. Because the wife, a woman, has an advantage over a man. And that is that she is much more intuitive. And when there is a problem in the family, she can see it straight away. Sometimes it takes longer for the man to see it. Une qualité qui peut devenir un défaut. And a man also has a and 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 a woman a woman has a quality that can also become a failing. C'est qu'elle se sent très responsable. And that is that she feels very responsible. Se sent responsable de rendre tout le monde heureux. She feels responsible to keep everybody happy. C'est très bien. This is something that's very good. Mais donc ça peut avoir un danger. But there could be a danger attached to this. Because as she sees the problems better, and she has that concern and that responsibility, what is the temptation? The temptation is that she takes control of everything. And sometimes the husband is no longer then able to find his place. Because it is the mother, the wife, that is taking care of everything. So we need to find that balance. It will never be perfect. But we should never despair. And as the Pope says, you know, the perfect father does not exist. The perfect mother does not exist. Let's not speak about the mothers-in-law. <laughs> Quand, quand un homme et une femme. When a man and a woman. C'est ça la grâce du mariage. Quand un homme et une femme peuvent s'aider. When a man and a woman can help each other. L'homme aide la femme à être mère. The man helps the woman to be a mother. Et la femme encourage le rôle de l'homme comme père. And the woman encourages that role of fatherhood. Elle lui donne vraiment sa place. And gives him enables him to take his place truly, très, très beau, hein? then this is very beautiful. And for this, I think that women are able to do a lot prière, through their prayer par la de leur attitude, and through their right attitude. I think they have a great power over men. Sometimes in a negative sense. But one that can also be extremely positive. Elle a une grâce, la femme, quand même. We have we know that women have a particular grace. 
comprendre pour to be able to understand être proche, to be close be able to welcome the other person to encourage them en étant pleinement elle-même being fully who she is dans cette égalité que Dieu a voulu in that beautiful equality that God desired mais sans prendre la place de l'autre oui but without taking the place of the other bon je sais pas si je m'exprime parfaitement bien mais I don't know if I'm expressing things perfectly well, but. But I'm just saying things things as I think. think Is that okay? Are the men okay there? Are the women okay? Everybody's okay. But we have to learn all of this. La relation entre l'homme et la femme, c'est complexe. The relationship between man and woman is complex. Not only when we're doing translations. <laughs> But in the life of the couple, there needs to be a lot of delicacy, a lot of respect, dialogue. But at the same time, it is something magnificent. Avec to see how each one can build the other up. How do we remove our fear of God's will when we know suffering is often part of our sanctification? Il faut, faut pas avoir peur de la volonté de Dieu. We shouldn't be afraid of the will of God. Ce que Dieu veut, c'est notre bien. What God wants is our good. De notre bonheur. He wants our happiness. Il faut pas toujours associer volonté de Dieu et souffrance. And we shouldn't always associate the will of God and suffering. Il y a, pas, il y a des automatismes de pensée comme ça. There, we have those kind of automatic thoughts and that we link together. As soon as we speak of the will of God, the first thing we think of is suffering. There are other things too. There are moments of pleasure, moments of happiness, and this is also the will of God. When a whole family is celebrating a birthday and there's a wonderful, beautiful cake with 70 candles on it, this is also the will of God. I'm preaching for myself here. It's true that suffering is a part of life. But we shouldn't be afraid of it. Because first of all, God is with us. And he will not give us more than we can take. And it is precisely in moments of suffering that God is at his most tender, that he is the closest to us. God is close to the brokenhearted. So I think we shouldn't be afraid of suffering either. La peur de la the fear of suffering hurts us much more than the suffering itself. Because it makes us closed. Accepte, But when we accept it, then we perceive that God is accompanying us. 
c'est pas si dramatique. And that it is not so dramatic. En vivant l'instant présent. In living the, inst- the, the, the present moment. La souffrance peut être une bonne chose. And suffering can at times be a good thing. Elle nous rend petit. It makes us little. Elle nous rend humble. It makes us humble. Nous à compter plus sur le Seigneur. It obliges us to count more on the Lord. Elle enlève notre orgueil. It takes our pride away. Elle nous rend miséricordieux envers les autres. It makes us merciful towards others. Et la souffrance n'est pas, n'est pas toujours un mal. Suffering is not always an evil. Tout dépend comment on la vit. It all depends on how we live through it. Si je la vis dans la confiance. If I live through it in trust. Dans la prière. And in prayer. Dans l'abandon. In self-abandonment. Elle devient une grâce. Then little by little it can become a grace. Alors c'est vrai que c'est pas toujours immédiat. But it's true that this is not always immediate. Parfois des moments difficiles. And there are sometimes difficult moments. Mais Dieu est fidèle. But God is faithful. Si Dieu permet dans notre vie une chose difficile. And if God permits something difficult in our life, c'est pour un bonheur. It is for a happiness. It's for a consolation. Sera infiniment plus grande. Which will be infinitely greater. Sans proportion. Without proportion. Avec les souffrances qu'on a pu connaître. With those sufferings that we have experienced. Pour cette espérance. We need to have that hope. Extrêmement important. And this is extremely important. What ways would you say that the mother can teach a father how to treat their child with this fatherly love? Voilà, ça peut toucher des questions assez complexes. Hein. This can touch upon questions that are quite complex. Parfois, un mari ne, ne prend pas sa place. Vous voyez. Sometimes uh, a husband does not take his place absent, uh, or he is too absent or too caught up in his work. Et la femme peut l'aider parfois. And the wife can sometimes help him by be- being, becoming aware que davantage de présence serait une bonne chose. that to be more present would be a good thing. Elle doit pas l'accuser, lui faire des reproches. She shouldn't, however, accuse him or reproach him. Mais, mais, mais à travers un dialogue, vous voyez. But through a dialogue, aider la personne à prendre conscience. Help the person to become aware of this. Et si, si mon mari est trop autoritaire, or if my husband is too authoritative les enfants à cause de ça, and that he hurts the children by this, bon, ça peut être bien de, de prier. it would be good to pray about this aussi, peut-être de dialoguer. and then perhaps to have a dialogue. Donc, je crois qu'il faut qu'il y ait ce so I think there needs to be this dialoguing in the couple un peu les de, de in order to confront those questions that touch on education. Puis la, la prière, and then there is prayer. Alors par, parfois, je dirais, malgré la, la bonne volonté, sometimes, despite our good will, reste des souffrances qu'on, qu'on peut pas totalement éliminer. There can be remain sufferings that we can't completely eliminate. Enfin, faut jamais désespérer, voyez. But we should never despair. Enfin, faut faire ce qui est possible. We should do what is possible. Dans le dialogue. In dialogue. Dans l'humilité. In humility. Dans la patience. In patience. Praying for one another. And little by little, I think there is a kind of a work that can uh, be done. And then when we're faced with our human limitations, I can see that I'm not a perfect mother. My husband is not a perfect husband. 
but we do what we can. Et nous nous confions au Seigneur. And we entrust ourselves to the Lord. Ça ne veut pas dire qu'il faut être irresponsable. This doesn't mean that we should become irresponsible. Ça veut dire qu'il ne faut jamais désespérer. But it means we should never despair. Même si dans ma famille, par exemple, Even if, for example, in my family, there are things that are not going well on a human level. We should not despair. We should entrust ourselves to the Lord. We should pray and do what we can, but never despair. God is greater than our human limitations. And we know that if we truly entrust ourselves to Him, God will know how to give to each one the good that is necessary.